second part of uh, Prog Rock Episode 2. I recorded the four albums together, but once I'd edited the first two and we went beyond 11 minutes, I thought I'll, I'll make two videos um, because I know it's very difficult to keep going into 20 minutes. And so this is the second part of that episode two, looking at the other two albums. Uh, and so uh, I'm going to put this on the front of that so you're clear about what's going on. So we'll be having uh, the two other uh, reviews, A Question of Balance by The Moody Blues and the fourth offering, the debut album by Supertramp. Coming up next. Next up is A Question of Balance by The Moody Brews, a sixth album for them, an attempt for the group to strip down their lush psychedelic sound uh, so that they could perform some of their work or more of their work in concert. Uh, it reached number one in the album charts uh, and number three in the States. Uh, of course, the personnel, there will be a slide, Justin Hayward, John Lodge, Ray Thomas, Graham Edge and Mike Pinder, uh, Pinder on Nolatron. Uh, the title uh, represents, uh, is represented by two tracks, at the start and at the end of the album. Uh, and uh, the vocals and writers are spread out again. Uh, uh, so they all have a go, basically. Uh, tracks generally segue together throughout. I'm gonna skate through the uh, tracks. The opener the, uh, called Question is still a very impressive piece of music. I remember it vividly as a, a top-selling single at the time. Uh, it's got an orchestral mellotron feel to the acoustic chords that drive with bass runs and the squire-like harmonies to uh, Hayward's lead vocals. Uh, the album version is a minute longer than the single, but it is a song that uh, is very easy on the ear. Track two, uh, How Is It We Are Here, segues into this track and this is Pinder's Mellotron which drowns the folk elements in this. Uh, Pinder on vocals as well and the tide rushes in uh, quite pretty Haywood on mandolin and Thomas on vocals and then we got Don't You Feel Small frantic flute captured here with a medieval uh, folk like sound. And then we get, get on to Tortoise and the Hare. Quite an impressive track, this. It's got a more rock up-tempo with a sing-along type vocal. The percussion-driven beat is quite solid and the music is highly competent. But I, I do struggle to get any emotional attachment to it and most of this album. It's got a March-like feel. Uh, uh, that's what I thought anyway. You can side out. It's up to you. Folk rock, really. A bit of California seeping through with the U's and the R's on the harmonies and chorus. Uh, Haywood's guitar owes a little bit of a nod to Buffalo Springfield, I thought. And then we've got Minstrel's song. Bit of a plodding medley here. A very cliche lyric as well. But it does come to life at the back end. Dawning is the day. It's uh, folk rock rather than prog. It's got some nice harmonies. A melancholy man 
a bit stripped back at the start, acoustic guitar with choral harmonies again highlighted. It has a church-like theme to it and a sad mood. And it does go up a notch with Pender's, Pender's Mellotron towards the end uh, as you drift into a swirling psychedelic haze. And then to the close of the balance, a spoken word uh, philosophising about life's balance to start. And then we've got strings, acoustic ripples uh, to create that prog rock vision and some delicate guitar uh, towards the end which I generally thought was lacking throughout this album. My uh, view of it, uh, it's one of those uh, uh, albums, uh, aside from the opening track, you could put on and basically get on with uh, another task and get back to it at the end and uh, not remember any of it. Uh, but I've never been a big Moody Blues fan. So any Moody Blues fans out there, Perhaps you can ed educate me about a question of balance. Final offering on this episode two of Prog Rock Supertramp, their first album. Uh, prior to a fortnight ago, I had never played this album and I haven't really been a very avid follower of Supertramp either. They did play at the Isle of Wight uh, Rock Festival in 1970, so that suggests uh, uh, something. This was their debut and it was a commercial flop. Uh, described by one critic as inundated with pretentious instrumentals me meanderings with greater emphasis and attention granted to the keyboards and guitars than to the writing and the over overall feel of the music. Um, they are prog rock with a bit of folk and a bit of pop rock. Uh, there's going to be a, uh, a slide with the uh, band members uh, but Roger Hodson uh, is uh, on acoustic guitars. Richard Palmer plays guitar. Uh, and uh, uh, Robert Miller on drums. And a few other folks. Let's go through it anyway. Twice. Uh, it didn't really jump out at me, it has to be said. Uh, surely the opening piano uh, intro with solo vocals uh, segues into It's a Long Road. And here the guitar and keyboards mix with a gentle riff before it breaks into a fast jazz style pace. Nice ideas. There's a bit of harmonica at the back end, uh, which uh, woke me up, giving it a blues edge. Uh, another short segue leads into And I Am Not Like Other Birds of Prey. This has got a more mellow folk feel, uh, vocals to the fore. Nice melodies, but uh, lacks a bit of energy. Words unspoken next. I thought they sounded very much like Genesis here with mellow prog rock uh, textures. The keyboards mixed with the guitar subtly and there's some cello hidden in there with balaika, but I find it found it difficult to hear. And then we move on to uh, Maybe I'm a Beggar. Uh, nearly seven minutes this effort. It's got a gentle delivery. It's got precision for sure, and it jumps into life with start sharp jabbing guitar, uh, uh, ably supported by the rhythmic organ. But uh, again, didn't move me that much. And then we've got Home Again, uh, which is a very brief uh, uh, song, which leads us out of side one. Uh, into side two, 
Nothing to shows first on. Had a 50s guitar sound uh, that stabs out at you. But the organ-driven rhythm is uh, considerable. But there's a bit of piano and electric piano thrown into the mix. Uh, sounds like uh, live solos mixed together a bit. Uh, and it ultimately goes nowhere. And then we've got uh, the last through few tracks. And I'll get onto those in a sec. No song then. Again, nice pretty inflows. And there's a flagolette on this. Uh, I looked it up, but it's a recorder, basically. So it's got a very folk-like feel to it. Uh, missing a hook, I felt. Try again now. This is the 12-minute opus. This is where your fusion erupts. Uh, it's an impressive, albeit extravagant, and overblown in pieces. Hodgins uses cello and flagolette and acoustic guitar is endearing in spots. He works with an alliance with uh, Davis, and it was evident that their songwriting was going to be one of the band's strengths. The guitar work is very jazz-orientated and a highlight as the tempo increases. And at six minutes, the guitar reaches rock pre precipice and the band sound very together and very tight. It then continues to try and sound like Genesis, but Davis isn't a Gabriel, and it shows. The nine-minute mark leads into jazz avant-garde phase, which is pretty disposable. And then there's a final track, surely, with solo piano and vocals uh, for the first minute before a recycled instrumental phase with some nice, sulky guitar. So what do I make of it? Well, definitely, this has to be played more often by me. Uh, I've basically forgotten most of it uh, and if I didn't have my notes to sort of resurrect a memory it would have certainly completely gone out of my mind but thousands loved this band and I guess they consider this uh, uh, debut album as a strong point anyway that's my look at uh, Prog Rock episode 2 